0: Well, kia ora, hello, and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. And so this morning, I just really want to share a little bit and then make sure I have some time for personal ministry within the way I wander around, and uh, hopefully you you won't wonder too much what I'm doing. You'll be able to receive what the Lord's doing in my heart through me into uh, what uh, the Holy Spirit is revealing in the church today. So thank you for that. I just really, you know, want to speak to something corporate first before I, I move into my message in the sense of you know, young families that I see here present, but I do believe you carry an anointing for family. And I believe that's a very powerful thing to keep families healthy and growing in God. And that God's called you as a ministry to minister into young families and into young people. So there's something about God doing an incredible work within the youth. That is he's gathering around you. And I want to encourage you to speak to the next generation because Jesus' ministry was always to suffer not, but allow those little ones to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And as we go after those young lives and we prepare them for what's coming, there's a crucial ministry taking place in the church right now for our young people. And I believe you've been particularly graced by God for young lives, amen. So go after them, amen. Not to say that we exclude any other age group, uh, but I'm saying that there's something about the anointing of God that is upon you for that. And you know the the Holy Spirit is emphasising the heart of the Father too today. And I believe there's some fathers here in the faith that God has called the turning of the hearts of the fathers back to this generation. Malachi 4, 5, and 6 speaks about that. So there's fathers rising up, fathers and mothers in the faith. Why? Because God is going to strengthen the sons and the daughters that are rising up in this hour in the body of Christ. Uh, So fathers and mothers, your greatest ministry is to be a father I believe, you know, there's many things the Bible talks about in ministry, in the fivefold, uh, you know, area particularly, fivefold gifting. But to be a father in the faith is something very profound, I believe. And we need more fathers. Paul said there's many instructors, but few fathers. So fathers, permission to rise, amen. Permission to do what God's called you to do. It's so important in the body of Christ. It gives our younger generation security in where, you know, they can see you being. There's nothing like going through the things in God. Amen. Living the experience in God. So my message this morning, uh, really, I just want to share a few things with you. Uh, Just around, sometimes in my walk with God, I encounter things in my walk with him and God will either speak to me in a vision or in a dream or I'll encounter something with him in the things that I go through and uh, towards the end of this last year um, around you know December end of December January I normally go uh, get away from things and when I get away I like to go fishing I like to fly fish and I sort of go along the rivers and where I can be quiet and just talk to the Lord and have time away from, uh, you know, phones and demand. And uh, I was doing that in, in early January and I was walking down the side of the river and as I was on my way down, I, I was walking quickly because I just caught a, a fish earlier on and I knew that there were fish who were around. So I was in a hurry to get to the next one and uh, as I walked, I put my foot into a hole that there were brambles over it and I couldn't see the depth of the hole. So as I stepped onto the the brambles, I went down into the hole and on the way down, I caught my shoulder on the side of the bank and I dislocated my shoulder. So I had to walk back and, and go and get that treated and, and uh, fixed up. I went to Taupo and they said, no, no, we think we should send you to Rotorua. So off I went to Rotorua and, and while I'm lying on the bed and... Uh, in pain with the shoulder, I said to the Lord, what are you saying to me today, Lord? Who knows that in sometimes you, you learn in the pain of life. It's a good teacher. And the Lord started speaking to me out of Isaiah 9, verse 6. For a, a child is born, a son is given. The government shall be on his shoulders. Yeah, I'm holding my shoulder in pain. He speaks about wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, The Lord said to me, your shoulder is part of what I'm speaking to the church about today. Because shoulder in that scripture is the only scripture in the Old Testament that speaks about all authority or all power has been given to Jesus. So we've got to build on that authority and the power that he's been allocated to the church through Jesus Christ. The building of the church is going to be upon his shoulders in these times. We can't build on, we can't take the responsibility or shoulder the responsibility ourselves because it's too great for us. It's got to be upon his shoulders. So he speaks to us about the very things that he wants to enlighten the church to know that the authority that's coming has got to be in his name. And one of the things that I started to understand, the Bible refers to shoulder as all authority, the arm as power, and the hand as you know having authority and power, but not to the degree that the shoulder has. And you know, the Lord is talking to the church about us rising in that authority because when Jesus encounters Peter, and they start speaking together with the others around him, and he asked the question, who do you say that I am? John the Baptist, you know, are you Elijah? Are you one of the prophets? And Peter says this, he said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. He pronounces something very, very powerful um, to who Jesus is and the authority that he's been given. And so Jesus said to Peter, well done, Peter. That wasn't from you. You had some help with that. That came from my father. But he said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. What you bind and what you loose will be done according to the authority that I'm placing on the church. I will build the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You see, Jesus was reflecting the authority that he's put upon the church, upon the house upon his leaders that we've got to work and walk with him in that authority. So God is unveiling the authority that he's placed for spiritual matters. He's, been, he's given the church keys, and keys speak about authority, about locking and unlocking and opening and closing those things that need to be closed. The Lord is you know, releasing that authority on us with a greater understanding that when we speak to sickness, it goes when we speak to you know things that need a shift in community through warfare in the spiritual realm we have authority to move things in the name of jesus so jesus was reminding him that this foundation that you're building on this petros the rock christ this is what we've got to build on you know when he spoke to peter Petro, the small stone, he said, When I build you, when you build upon the rock of Christ, you will be building up living stones that will find their place in the walls of the house. So what happens to us is many burnt stones come in, and life has taken, they've taken some difficulties in their time. Uh, they've encountered difficulties in their life. We've got to be able to identify that they've been burnt so that they can become living stones in the house of the Lord. And then the healing virtue of Jesus starts flowing, and we start ministering to one another in the name of Jesus. And we release them to find their place of opportunity, because the, the authority, the exusia power that God puts on the church is to build. You see, when you, if you look at Ephesians 4, Uh, verses uh, 12, it speaks about for the equipping of the saints, for the edification of itself in Christ. The word equipping is a word called katasiso. It means setting a bone in place. So when a bone is out of place or shoulders out of place, it needs to come back into joint. The joint needs to be healed and it's got to come back into place. But if it's out of joint, then it is like us, When we are out of sorts with one another, we are not in a place of being in joint or being in sync with one another because there's something out of place. And the Lord is speaking to his church today about each one finding his place in God so that we are joined together as one body in Christ. So if the body's out of sync with one another, uh, then we get uh, grumpy with one another maybe not here, but I know other places, we are not quite in sync. We're not in agreement. There's a, you know, a a departure. The, the, The body becomes less effective because we are out of sorts with one another, and we don't really know the reason why we're out of sorts. We're just out of sorts, and the Lord comes along, and he brings us into a place where we can agree with one another because when there's agreement and we're walking together in the Lord, there's power in agreement. There's something about the unity of the faith that is a very, very powerful thing that happens when you and I walk together with God. So dislocation can often speak about, you know, breakdown instead of breakthrough. We are not together in God. So yeah, the Lord's, you know, giving me a lesson about, Things that need to be connected together in Christ. The equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. And if anything's happening today in the body, God is connecting us with him and with one another. It's about God and people. And the emphasis is on God and then people. So God is joining the body together so that we will remain united and connected to one another. Paul uses a very important scripture to explain this in Ephesians 4.16. And I want to just give you a quick read of this. It says, the whole body is fitted together perfectly. So you've got to find your perfect place in the body. As each part does its own special work. You see, there's a special work for each one of us in the body of Christ. It helps the other parts grow. So who are you helping to grow? So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. It's a very powerful scripture, this. It speaks about you and I finding our place of special service. And let me say to you, the special work that God calls you to, He puts a grace on you for that work. So we've got to be good stewards of the manifold grace that God has put upon us. So the special work... That He's called you to is so that others become healthy and grow in love. So my question to you this morning is, who are you ministering to that you can grow in God so that they become, you know, they find their place of special service in God? You see, when we are dislocated from one another, we don't become a resource for one another. We are not able to build into the church and build into the lives of God's people. Uh, God is challenging the church today to find that place of special service to one another. Amen. And it's it's a very unique thing. We are all gifted in very various ways. And the greatest thing the greatest gift we can be is to find that place of special service in God and start ministering that back to one another. Because as we do, we grow. We then look outward. Because when Jesus said to the disciples, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Now go and make disciples. When that word authority is the word exousia, it means the right to act on behalf of God. So, that exusia power that comes through the commandment that we have been given to go out means that we get equipped, we grow in God, and then we go out doing the work of Jesus. So let's be open to this because I really believe God is speaking to the body about growing in him, but then to have the love that extends beyond ourselves outward into the community to touch those that God wants us to reach. Amen. And each one of us have a way of reaching people in a very special and unique way. So allow the work of the Spirit to uh, you know, come upon you and work in you. You see, the desire for you and I to reach um, one another has got to come out of a heart that is motivated by love. If God, if you allow the work of the love of God and you recognize that God has called us to a priestly duty in the body of Christ, I've called you as kings and priests and, you know, a holy people, a royal a priesthood um, that's who we are you see when David realized the ark of the covenant wasn't in the temple in Jerusalem he made some inquiries he wanted the presence of God back in the house back in Jerusalem they tried to bring it back on a cart. that wasn't a good idea God struck those who try to move the presence in man's fashion in the way we try and get our hands on the work of God uh, but then David realized it says the fear of the lord came upon David that day and i just wonder if god is revealing the fear of the lord again upon us so that we reverence him in a way that we should so david sends gets some priests ready prepared to bring the presence of god back you see the presence of god's going to come back on the shoulders of faithful men and those that god has prepared them to shoulder their responsibility God's calling the church to shoulder our responsibility to bring back the presence of God. But, you know, for those priests to come back and carry the Ark of the Covenant, there was some sanctifying work that had to take place first. They had to be anointed and prepared to carry the presence, the same as you and I. So they anointed the priests on their right earlobe, on their right thumb, and on their right toe. Whatever you hear... Got to be from the Lord. Whatever you put your hands to, holy hands, who will enter the hill of the Lord, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. That's what God's looking for today. Your toes, your right toe speaks about where you go, where you walk, and the way you walk. So God is preparing us to and sanctifying the body of Christ. That's why Paul refers to those priests been separated. The mystery of Christ and the church has been revealed to us today. That relationship of the bride being made ready for the coming of the bridegroom. So if anything I see as I travel around, that God's getting the church, the bride of Christ, ready for the coming of the bridegroom. That means there's some things changing in your heart and my heart very quickly. There's a rapid work of the Spirit taking place because God is touching us in a very unique way. So Paul says in Ephesians 5, he, he speaks about the, you know, us being prepared as you know, without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish. Very interesting terminology he uses. You see, if I stain my shirt, I've got to wash that stain out. It speaks about the washing of the word over our lives. So the word is constantly washing over us. So take heed to the word that you hear. So that you can allow the Spirit to work in you and do the work of the Spirit. See, the wrinkling speaks about if my shirt lies in the cupboard too long, it gets a crease, it gets a wrinkle. And sometimes we sit on our gifts and our callings and we say, one day, Lord, I'll, I'll kind of get out there and do it for you. But God is shaking us out today so that we can you know, get rid of those creases and walk and, and live in the gifts that God has put upon the church. See, the blemish speaks about the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit upon us. God is sanctifying us as a special people today. And I want you to, you know, take note of where you are and then look back and say, I started here at the beginning of the year, but when I look at my life now, God has done an incredible work. You see, sanctification speaks about being set apart in God. God is setting us apart as a people so that his holy purpose can be fulfilled in our lives. So be ready. Um, I want to encourage you today. Go after the things of the Spirit. You know, spend time with God. Spend time allowing the work of the Spirit to come and do the deep work that God wants done in your life, and he will strengthen you for what's coming. Amen. I don't want to talk too long this morning. I'd like to Sort of get out there and do a bit of other ministry. Is that okay? So I've left myself a little bit of time. But anyway, you, you, you've heard, you, 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 I'm sure you would have been taught very good things in the church and you'll have ministry from your leaders, so that's all good. Um, I'd like to just do some of the things that I do when I go into churches and that stir up um, the things of the Spirit. And uh, hopefully, you know, I can. Uh, By the grace of God, speak edification, exhortation into your lives. You see, when Jesus said, I will build my church, the word build is okodomo. It's the same word that Paul uses. He said, he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort. The word edification is the same word, to build. So God wants the church to be built up. Why? So that they fulfill, his body fulfills those things that he's spoken to about. You and I are doing a mighty work for God. But he keeps encouraging us to come up, to come higher in him. Amen. As the people of God. And I believe that the body of Christ is the most gifted people uh, on the face of the earth. Because you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. So the Lord wants to manifest himself out of our lives in a unique way. And that's how God works with us. Amen. He starts a work and he continues the work and he will finish his work. Amen. The author and the finisher of our faith is at work. So I'll just wander around. Well, thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a Church Farno, you you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or, of course, we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.